0: I'm Jarrett Stepman, and this is the Daily Signal top news for Wednesday, December 7th. Here are today's headlines. House Republicans on Thursday released a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. Several House committees have been investigating Biden for potential abuse of office related to the financial dealings and associations of his son, Hunter Biden. The resolution says, according to The Hill, that the House panels are directed to continue their ongoing investigations as part of the House of Representatives inquiry into whether sufficient grounds exist for the House of Representatives to exercise its constitutional power to impeach Joseph Biden. The Daily Signal's Fred Lucas reported that on December 12th, the House Rules Committee will consider a markup on the impeachment inquiry from a bill proposed by Representative Kelly Armstrong, a North Dakota Republican. It's time for the House to take the next step in the Biden impeachment investigation and adopt an impeachment inquiry resolution, Armstrong said in a statement Thursday. The White House and multiple witnesses have repeatedly refused to cooperate with the investigation and have rejected subpoenas. The White House responded with sharp words in response Thursday. Ian Sams, a White House spokesman, said in a statement, This baseless stunt is not rooted in facts or reality, but an extreme House Republican's shameless desire to abuse their power to smear President Biden. Fox News already reported that the only reason they're having this vote is to put a GOP win on the table for the base, which is sad, pathetic, and a waste of everyone's time. According to The Hill, House Republicans announced the official inquiry because it could add legal weight to the decision if the issue ends up in the courts. It also comes in response to the Biden administration, which argued that the inquiry was unconstitutional because it didn't involve a vote from the entire House of Representatives. A full House vote on the proposal is expected next week. Republican presidential candidates, minus former President Donald Trump, participated in a debate Wednesday night. Four candidates mixed it up on stage in Tuscaloosa, Alabama during the fourth Republican presidential debate of the 2024 campaign. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. This will likely be the final debate before the Iowa primary vote. The debate featured sharp exchanges between the candidates. For instance, the issue of transgender surgeries for children opened up fault lines between Christie and other candidates. Christie was against government prevention of children getting access to gender transition therapies. He said that we should empower parents to be teaching the values that they believe in their homes rather than letting the government get involved. Governor Christie,
1: you do not favor a ban on trans medical treatments for minors, saying it's a parental rights issue. The surgeries done on minors involve cutting off body parts at a time when these kids cannot even legally smoke a cigarette. Kids who go from puberty blockers to cross-sex hormones are at a much greater likelihood of winding up sterile. How is it that you think a parent should be able to okay these surgeries, never mind the sterilization of a child? And aren't you way too out of step on this issue to be the Republican nominee?
2: No, I'm not. Because, I, because Republicans believe in less government, not more. In less involvement with government, not more in government involvement in people's lives. And you know what, Megan? I trust parents. And we're out there saying that we should empower parents in education. We should empower parents to make more decisions about where their kids go to school. I agree. We should empower parents to be teaching the values that they believe in in their homes without the government telling them what those values should be. And yet, we want to take other parental rights away. I'm sorry. As a father of four, I believe there is no one who loves my children more than me. There's no one who loves my children more than my wife. There's no one who cares more about their success and health in life than we do. Not some government bureaucrat, not some... You look at these jokers down in Congress. It takes them three weeks to pick a speaker, and up until two days ago, they couldn't promote somebody in the military in the United States Senate who earned their new rank. And we're going to put my children's health and my decisions in their hands? For them to make those decisions, for Joe Biden to make those decisions, for me and for my wife, let me just say this. This is not something I favor. I think it's a very, very... Dangerous thing to do, but that's my opinion as a parent, Megan, and I get to make the decisions about my children, not anybody else. And every parent out there who's watching tonight, you start to turn over just a little bit of this authority. The authority they're going to take from you next, you're not going to like. I'll stand up for parents each and every time. So there are laws. You do not, banning, you do not choking choking have or drinking. You the okay. right. Let me,
1: me tell you something.
0: My... Ramaswamy said that transgenderism is a mental disorder and that the government should prevent children from hurting themselves. The North Star here is transgenderism is a
1: mental health disorder. We don't let you smoke a cigarette by the age of 18. We don't let you have an addictive drink of alcohol by the age of 21. And I just challenge Ron DeSantis to go one step further and support what I think is clearly within the authority to do using federal funds, just like Reagan did in 84, for the Highway Act that said the minimum drinking age needs to be 21. We can do the same thing when it comes to banning genital mutilation or chemical castration. Okay. I know Ron's been unclear okay. on that on the federal Haley. level.
0: I'm crystal clear. That's where I stand. Got and it. That's a mental health disorder. That's, that's where it. we need to be at. Go ahead. Haley and DeSantis had harsh words for each other on who was softer on China
3: first place, but look at where fentanyl came from. Let's go to the heart of the matter. It came from China. That's why we need to end all normal trade relations with China until they stop murdering Americans with fentanyl. I promise you they need our economy. They will immediately stop that. But this is where Trump went wrong. Trump was good on trade, but that's all he was with China, because here he allowed fentanyl to continue to come over. He continued to allow them to take—he would give them technology that would build up their military and hurt us. He allowed the Chinese infiltration for them to buy up farmland, to put money in our universities, and to continue to do things that were harmful for America. We now have a spy base Thank in you. Cuba and police stations, and Trump didn't do anything about it. Thank her you.
1: China, though, I mean, this, this is rich, because when she was governor of South Carolina, she was the number one-ranked governor of bringing the CCP into her state. She wrote a love letter to the Chinese ambassador. Ambassador saying how great a friend China is. You can look at it. We put it on our website, rondesantis.com. There's also a video of her as governor standing in front of a Chinese flag with a Chinese business saying that she now works for them, talking about this Chinese company. So she's been very weak on China. Now, here's the problem. The rhetoric is different, but the one one. Her donors, these Wall Street liberal donors, they make money in China. They are not going to let her be tough on China, and she will cave to the donors. She will not stand up for you.
3: 15 seconds. First of all, he's mad because those Wall Street donors used to support him, and now they support me. The second thing is, he has a company, a Chinese company, UGAS. That he just did a rally there last year. They have given you 340000 in campaign donations between them and their employees. They are tied to an the American communist company. Chinese party. Jinko Solar is another yeah. one. They went and expanded. You gave $2 million in subsidies. I banned and they China took-
1: from buying land in the state and of Florida. The Department of I Florida- ejected <laughs> the Confucius Institute. Nikki Haley brought Confucius Institutes to the universities in South that Carolina. That is not true. I ejected true.
0: them. The University of Pennsylvania Board of Trustees held an emergency meeting on Thursday after school president Liz McGill was grilled by Congress on antisemitism earlier this week. According to CNN, the board organized the meeting after Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro, a Democrat, called McGill's testimony shameful and called on the school to address it. During the hearing, McGill and other college presidents wouldn't say if calling for the genocide of Jews was a violation of their school's code of conduct. When pressed on why anti Semitism was particularly bad on college campuses, she said that anti Semitism has a role in the broader society, and that's what we are seeing happening. Her testimony received a wave of criticism in addition to the Pennsylvania governor. I'm a Penn alum, and this is indeed shameful, said entrepreneur Elon Musk on X. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean Pierre condemned the testimony. Calls for genocide are unacceptable. It's vile, and it's counter to everything this country stands for. I can't believe I even have to say that. I can't believe I even have to say that. I shouldn't have to, she said. The House on Thursday voted to repeal a Biden administration regulation that allowed student loan borrowers to make smaller payments on their loans if their yearly earnings fall below a certain level. The legislation passed on a 210 to 189 vote, with a few Democrats crossing the aisle to join Republicans. The law, if passed by the Senate, would repeal Biden's so-called save plan, which, according to the Washington Examiner, allows borrowers to make payments to only 5% of their discretionary income above the poverty line. Representative Virginia Fox called the Biden administration order ruling by executive degree and pinning the tab on the taxpayer. She said the student loan system is broken and the Biden rule will continue to break it beyond repair. The Examiner reported that the bill is unlikely to pass because the Senate voted down similar legislation in November and Biden had threatened to veto it. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for The Daily Signal interview edition. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts. And help us reach more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning.
1: The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Louie and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.